Hello, welcome to Closing Chapters, Everyday Real Estate Tales. I'm your host, Brittany Fry. I'm a realtor, I'm a military wife, and I'm a mom. Join me and come transaction by transaction throughout my real estate career starting back in 2016 to hear about the highs, the lows, and the unexpected turns along the way through all of my customers. It's going to be a crazy ride, you guys. I am so excited to share the past, the current, and then what's coming in the future. Hang tight for the ride. Join me about being a realtor, a military spouse, and a mom. Can't wait to see you there. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode two closing chapters. I'm so excited to be here with you. I am your host, Brittany Fry, and we are on to transaction number two in my real estate career. If you remember where we left out, I finished my first transaction September 9th, 2016, after starting in real estate May 1st of 2016, so four months later, and after that I had to wait two and a half months to close another transaction. Towards the end of November, I had another transaction that I got to close, this time on the listing side. How exciting! My first transaction was a buyer, this one was a seller. Was it mine? No, not originally. So obviously being in a military world, it's quite common to have several military spouses in your office, and I did. And so one of my military spouses in my office was moving on. They had retired and they were actually moving overseas for a job, which was pretty cool. So she had this listing and so graciously brought me on and allowed me to call list and finish it up for her. It was an absolutely wonderful experience. It was an older gentleman that was going to move back home with some family and he had such a cool eclectic collection of things in his home. So it was really neat to kind of see everything he had, listen to his stories, and it was really a beautiful home. He customized it really well, done some of the kind of cool pendants around like the ceiling fans and some really ornate different things. He liked the palm tree kind of blades to the ceiling fan, which was really cute. Um, we were in South Carolina, so it's okay. It made sense, but it was not a beachy house. It was a standard brick ranch house. So it was pretty traditional. It was pretty, it was a, a very good mix, right? So either way, it was a really nice house, very big open kitchen, nice primary bedroom, split floor plan, three bedrooms, two baths, great backyard, corner lot. So you only had a neighbor on one side of you everything was good. So on the buyer side, it was another military family, really young, two kids, super excited to help get them in the house. They weren't my clients, but either way, we all worked really well together. Everything went well. We got everything fixed from the inspections. We closed. And then I get a message a day or two after we closed. In the meantime, I am working on a house across town I'll tell you that story in a second. <laughs> That's a good one, actually. So I get a phone call while I'm working on this house, and they go, Brittany, where, where's the shower in the primary bedroom? And I said, well, I mean, the tub's right there. It should be with the tub. I said, no, it's not. So I come over to the property. Sure enough, 
there's a soaker tub in the primary bedroom, in the primary bathroom. There's no shower hooked up to this tub at all. It's just the tub. Um, I've seen that one other time, like upstairs in a bonus room that it wasn't added. And so it was kind of like a, just the tub and then a sink and a toilet. But that was, like I said, in a bonus room. So this was kind of interesting. I didn't realize it. The previous listing agent didn't realize it. The buyers didn't realize it. The home inspector didn't say anything about it. The appraiser didn't say anything about it. None of us realized that there was not a shower in the primary bedroom. Is it a requirement? No. Is it standard? Yeah. So it was really interesting. Easy enough fix? Certainly. You can definitely add that in. But that was a really interesting surprise. Being my second transaction, I didn't really know how to handle that. I am a fixer. I want to make sure everybody's good, everything is right, everyone is happy. Even though it wasn't my client, I quickly sprung into action and was asking one of my friends. My husband was in the plumbing shop at Shaw Air Force Base at the time. He was not here. He was deployed. So I'm calling one of my buddies and saying, hey, what do we do? How can they put it in? Can you come look at it? Give him an idea. Uh, so he comes over and checks it out. Did something with the garbage disposal too while he was there, like helping them out. And it was really interesting. Thankfully, they weren't upset with me. It was just a really quirky, like, how in the world did this happen and why did we all miss it? So uh, lesson for the wise, double check every little detail. If it's important to you to have a tub or a shower in a certain space, make sure both of them are there. The traditional thing you see in a primary bedroom is that you have a shower only and not a tub. So this was really kind of... Uh, the reverse of anything we all expected. All in all, it was all great. They were an awesome family. Stayed there for a couple years, sold the house, moved to Texas. She actually became a real estate agent in Texas, which is quite funny. So it all worked out just fine. Um, but let's go back to the story, right? I was working on a house. Okay. Just to tell you the type of person I am. Should I have done this? Probably not, y'all. Don't take my advice on this. <laughs> by my, do not go by my example. Listen to what I say. What does it do as I say, not as I do? Okay. So I had this client come to me that was trying to go through the bank for a short sale. Military family. He had done a year tour in Korea and came home and had two weeks to pack up and get to his new duty station. Sometimes military families have interesting dynamics. In this case, there was a wife and two children at home, and they just really didn't handle uh, being at home alone by themselves. It's obvious that the husband was the primary caretaker of the house, and he was gone for a year. So the house was in ruins. There was silly string on the ceilings, and it was cathedral ceilings. I'm talking like bright pink and blue silly string. There was markers all over the walls, all over the doors. There was urine in the carpets. They didn't have pets. It was from the kids. It's really kind of a shame, right? He had ripped out a bathroom in the hallway with great intentions to have it renovated and then couldn't. He didn't have the time, didn't have the means, had to get to this next space. So he can't sell the house in the condition it's in. He's going to try to do a short sale. I can't get him the money he needs to get out of the mortgage with a short sale. So let me explain to you how this works. If you have a short sale, 
let's say you owe $100,000 and I can only sell your house for $75,000. There's a $25,000 gap you are still liable for. Do you have $25,000 sitting around? If you can't make the mortgage payment on it, if you can't hold the house while you move, do you really think you can pay the difference of what you could get out of the house versus what is owed? The answer is probably not. Okay, so bank didn't like this answer. Brittany that's here for her military clients got creative and made a way to make it work. This gentleman gave me free reigns. We had an agreement um, that I could do whatever I wanted to the property to get it in rentable condition as long as he would pay the mortgage. So I went through and finished the bathroom and did a couple other things in the house. Um, kudos to my mom. There are pictures. I'll have to find them somewhere. There are pictures of my mom covered in glue, helping me put flooring down in this house. We did a parquet, like a fake kind of parquet flooring, vinyl flooring, just to, to get it by because the carpet had to go and helped me paint, helped me get the silly string off the ceiling, helped me replace light bulbs. So my mom is uh, four foot nine on a 12 foot ladder up in this cathedral ceiling, just being a boss, helping me get this house knocked out. So to make things more interesting, right? Um, husband is gone. I'm renovating this house. Mom comes to help me because I need to have gallbladder surgery and I cannot have the surgery until I finish this darn house. So I literally scheduled having surgery around when I could complete this house and had this deadline of getting this house done. I put in toilets by myself. I put in a sink by myself. I did it. Um, it was it was crazy. I thought I was gonna have a little bit more help, you know, but things happen. People have lives. I'm not the priority. So YouTube and my husband were my best friend. Um, he would walk me through how to do it, make sure I had everything done over the phone while he's in a different country. And I'm so thankful that he trusted me and put that faith into me. Now, years later, in our own personal house, there's water lines leaking underneath of a sink. I ask him if I can just get a plumber over to take care of it. And he says, Brittany, go to Lowe's, pick up the materials, replace the water lines. You know how to do it. The downside to being married to a plumber. So anyhow, that's what was going on in the background of me working this second transaction is I was trying to save this military family from making sure they did not go into a short sale and have this looming debt over their head. And it worked, you guys. We got the house together. My rental department took it on and he was okay. We The agreement was that $100 of the rent came to me. Uh, every month to pay back whatever I put into the house. And then once I was paid back, he got that $100 back for the remainder of the time that the house was rented. Um, and he paid his mortgage, he kept the house and didn't have this crazy debt, didn't have to go into foreclosure, didn't have to do a short sale. And let me tell you on the military side of things, okay, when you have background checks and you're trying to get military clearances, security clearances, your credit matters a lot okay we don't want short sales bankruptcies foreclosures any of that high debt on your background okay so before somebody tells you you have to do something this way talk to someone else 
make sure there's not something that can be done. Be a little bit more creative because there probably is an opportunity. And I, for one, am one of those that if there's a will, there's a way. And there was a way. And like I said, the bank was not very happy. They had already been you know, told it was going to be a short sale. And I'm not sure what, like, I don't know what the benefit was to them. Like, what good does it do a bank to not get all of the money for the house versus to continuously get a mortgage payment? I don't know if they get like some sort of write-off or there's something in the background there. I don't quite understand the, the lending side of the short sale, obviously. And that was really interesting to me. I couldn't for the life of me figure out why they were upset with me for finding a solution to make sure that they didn't lose the house and that we didn't have this gap of money that was owed by either party. So either way, that's just another tidbit too. Before you start signing things or getting serious with the bank, if you are in a bad position like that, because you know what? Life happens. Make sure you're talking to a real estate professional first. Let's make sure we have all the options laid out and that you are taking the best option for you. Maybe that is the case. Maybe that's what you do have to do. But let's see first, right? Because there might be a different way. And before you sign anything, we need to know that because sometimes once you sign your name on something, we cannot undo it, right? So word to the wise, always make sure you have a trusted real estate advisor in your corner. If you don't, message me. I'm here to help, right? Especially with my military folks. This is my niche, my world, every day, over 95% of my business is all VA loans, military clients. Okay, so that's transaction number two, folks. Where do we go from here? I'm two transactions down, my first year in real estate. It's the end of November. Where do we go? Well, I had a buyer, you guys. My first real buyer all on my own. Uh, I was sitting in a new construction model home and met this family, and I was able to get them into a house. So that happened at the end of December. Hang tight for episode number three and hear all about my first new construction buyer in a neighborhood that I was sitting in for Great Southern Homes. Um, and it was an awesome transaction. That one kind of had a couple little twists and turns before and after. So hang tight. It got a little hairy, but we all got it worked out. I hope you guys have a great day. I can't wait to talk to you soon.